0: As we welcome him. a little him over top. I love it. Frank Cervalli from Mine. the Dilly. Getting Face
1: snakes off. deep. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know. You liked the last one. Uh, that was last week. We brought that new one out for you, Frank, on the uh jalapeno pepper poppers. Yeah. Now we got another one for you. You you gotta be excited about these. I
2: can't even tell you my story from yesterday, but please. Come on. No, please. I was just straight dumb and dumbering it yesterday. Really? Right after a hit. Can't be. I, oh yeah! You can't just even. Absolutely. Can Can you give
0: us a little snippet, Frank?
2: No, oh. just absolutely glued to the can. <laughs> uh, you don't want any more snippets. Then. Wow!
0: <laughs> okay,
1: Man. Well, You
2: You started off with an appropriate story at eight oh four. You should have heard. Uh, you
1: should have heard Kevin's story at eight oh four. Hopefully, no kids were listening. Oh. I'll have to tell you that one sometime. For, it was pretty good. I thought well, it was a true story. It was it was, it was, yeah, was funny. It's yeah. a true story. I just hope my, my two and a half year old son and my nine year old wow. son are, are listening. He's probably like, like, mommy, where, where did he hang the F bomb? I 11th mean, from ring? the guy
2: that just dropped an F bomb yeah. on the air. Congratulations. It wasn't
1: it wasn't my fault. They turned it <laughs> Here, on here's me. Here's a tip. They tried to set tip, me up. Laddie,
2: do you see that red ring around your microphone? <laughs> I was
1: looking at Kevin. He <laughs> tried how to how set me up. He's trying to get rid of me.
2: They told me a long time ago, live down the line, someone is listening so
1: yeah I, I stand by the f-bomb though it was about mcdavid's goal so thank god he scored that uh, yes goal Who,
2: mcapples <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> mcapples
0: love so it. uh frank first uh what did you make of the uh, chris tanov trade yesterday
2: i thought it was a solid return all things mm-hmm. considered for the flames but i love the trade for the dallas yeah. stars mm-hmm. i think stylistically he's an ideal fit and I think for a Stars team that didn't have to give up a first round pick, any of its top prospects and were able to get him at 75 percent retained, that this was a this was a home run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Tanev, I love that Stars team. I think they're perfectly built for the playoffs. I think they're they've got some heavy qualities to their game. Their defense, though, flies. They skate like the wind. And now adding in someone who can eat pucks in Tanev, which they really didn't have before, that team is 22nd in the league in block shots per game. Tanev was second among all skaters. I mean, that's how you take a team that was already close to, you know, being a stanley cup favorite and helping put them over the top
1: mm-hmm. i i totally agree man. like i, I really like his game he's he's age, aged a little bit but still like when i when i was watching calgary frames he makes he makes simple plays you know he can make a play and like you said he eats pucks he's good on a penalty kill he's tough to play against around the net yeah. he's just a true warrior like he's built for a playoffs hopefully he can stay healthy and like i agree with you man. like that's 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 putting Dallas over the top now. Like their their defense might be arguably the best defense in the NHL. Mm -hmm. One of them for sure. Yeah.
2: Well, one to six. I mean, hard to argue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I also with their defense, Frank. How how
0: underrated would you say Thomas Harley is right now across the league?
2: Yeah, I'd say significantly. That's why I also like that they don't really have any strings attached to Tanev. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to try and re-sign him, but I don't think they need to on the left side with how well Harley is playing and no team has drafted in the league as well as the stars. So the fact that they're able to keep that first, I mean, it keeps them in play to make another move if they want to, but mm. they're reloading their team year after year. You see Logan Stankoven and the impact that he's already making in just a couple games. He was one of the best prospects in hockey.
1: That guy is good.
2: good. Maverick <sighs> Bork his running mate in Texas in the AHL, he he's neck and neck with Stankoven in terms of points. He's another guy that will soon be impacting this Stars team. They didn't have to trade any of those guys, and they kept their first. And I know that that leaves Flames fans feeling like, oh, man, we didn't get that much for Tanev. Mm. There's some real market limitations here. Um, I, I just, real quick, I want to read for you the Just for Flames fans that may be listening, if you um, (laughs) live in Edmonton for whatever reason and are a Flames fan, God bless you. But here are the defensemen that have gotten a first-round pick in the last calendar year. Carlson, Provorov, Chikrin, Orlov, Hronik, Gavrikov, Ekholm, Sandin, and McCabe. Now, Sandin and McCabe are totally different stories. Sandin's 22. He's 12 years younger than Tanev. And McCabe had two years left on his deal at Half, so just $2 bucks a special category. But Tanev isn't in that class of defensemen that mm-hmm. have gotten a first. No. So the the Flames were only going to be getting a second, and they really like the prospect that they got back in Artem Grushnikov, who I'm told is a big, physical, nasty guy. And My you also got a conditional third yeah. that if you think this Stars team can really go for it, they have to get to the cup final, and you get a third as well. Yeah it lines up
0: I told uh, Laddie that uh, Grushnikov is like a young Laddie Schmied back <laughs> in the day
2: is that good or bad well
0: I think it's good no
1: well off the glass out and uh, yeah <laughs> make it make it difficult to play against the opposition but you know every team needs I feel yeah. like a guy like that like you know the game is going the different way now like everybody wants to have like skill skill defensemen. but how many skill defensemen do you need yeah. look at now teams wanted Tanev yeah. why do they need him well because you know he's willing to do a lot of stuff that the other guys are not willing to do you know that's that's my uh point of view on that mm-hmm.
0: a lot of slash meet Kevin Karius uh, along with Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff on Sports 1440 Frank where are the Canucks with the uh, potential of maybe looking at Elias Pettersson with an extension
2: yeah that was a huge development that I reported on last night um Massive for the Canucks in the last 48 to 72 hours. That Pedersen, after all the noise that had been in that growing louder in that combustible Vancouver market, he went to the Canucks on Monday or Tuesday and said, let's get this done. Tired of the noise, Mm want to sign. And so uh, as I reported, they're working on an eight-year, what's believed to be an eight-year extension. Uh, it's going to be a very healthy number, approaching a $100 million. So, and this is a significant piece of business for the Canucks to get done because this not only takes a huge weight off of their shoulders in terms of the offseason, but over the next week, if you can get this done and signed, this would really allow them to maybe take another run at a player if they wanted to that has term. I'm not convinced mm-hmm. that they're gonna swing big, but they could have it still out there to pull off something really interesting and then could even have them next year.
0: Do you think it's twelve AAV then? and a little bit?
1: Or just twelve?
2: I do think it'll be twelve. I just don't know how much more. Yeah. Is it twelve five? Is what,
1: what it is Neilander at five?
2: Is it twelve three? Frank,
1: what is Neilander at is it this his comparable kind of thing? That that's what they're shooting for.
2: Oh god! Now you're making me think. I I had just kind of forgotten it's, about the Nealander deal.
1: I got it. For uh, Nylander
2: was eleven five.
1: Eleven five. Okay, so he might be a little bit higher. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and look, that makes sense. I mean, if you're going to get him to commit long term and get the full eight years, you know, McKinnon was in that range. Yeah. But you're talking about massive cap increases. Like, yeah. it wouldn't make sense for him to sign for any less than that. That's big cash, man, yeah. Ca-
1: well, he's a, he is a really good player, and he's still really young. So, I mean...
2: Oh, that's a lot of doors. He still has one more year of RFA, and this is why it's so important, is because had Pedersen gone into the offseason unsigned, the deadline for him to really get under contract becomes arbitration filing date because then Pedersen could squeeze the Canucks file for Arb and elect a one year deal, which would walk him to free agency and essentially force them to trade him next summer because there'd be no way that Vancouver would go into next season with Pedersen on a one year deal, having to trade him at the deadline in a year in which they're supposed to be a contender. Hmm. So they pretty much had from now, or have from now until that arbitration filing date in um, in late June to really do something. And this is a this as mentioned would be a huge piece of business off of their plate. Mm-hmm.
0: Frank Saravali with us on Sports fourteen forty. So Frank, uh, as far as the trade target board goes on the daily faceoff, I think the goaltenders are maybe dropping a little bit. Yep. Would you say that?
2: Soros off the board, mm-hmm. Marc-Andre Fleury off the board, yeah. with Jacob Markstrom, uh, the New Jersey Devils have a chance to rekindle things. But what I would say is the Flames are in an ultimate position of power now. And here's why. It's not just because the Devils would be forced to pay a pretty hefty price to get Markstrom. It's also that when you look at the free agent goalie market this summer, I don't have all the names in front of me, but I believe – My my research would indicate that Capo Kakinen would be the premier free agent goalie available, which would mean that the Flames would have the trade market this summer over a barrel. So you either keep them now and potentially squeak into the playoffs even after trading all these guys. If you want to root for absolute chaos, it would be the Flames and the Stars squaring off in round one where Calgary has a chance to kill their own conditional pick. <laughs> and if not, what you're looking at is potentially having four or five, six teams in the mix for Markstrom this summer, as opposed to really kind of only dealing with one team right now.
0: Anything else cooking, Frank, as far as the uh, DFO goes or or trade deadline stuff? What is it cooking right now?
2: I am grouchy, running on a little sleep. Um, I would say take a look at the Philadelphia Flyers. They're going to have some players shoot up my trade targets board, which will be out around lunchtime today. Um, Sean Walker, very likely to be moved at this moment in time. The Flyers have engaged in substantive talks with both Sean Walker and Nick Sealer. And those initial asks, I think, really scared the Flyers. Mm-hmm. And so they look at some of these other teams in the mix, the Devils, the Caps. Maybe they're handicapping this saying the Flyers are the team we're chasing and they have a chance to drop like a rock in the standings because ristalinen is out. And so is Jamie Drysdale. And then if you trade off Sealer and Walker, that is basically cutting the legs off of your defense core. Mm. And it would be a real challenge for that team to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot.
0: Hey, Frank, thanks for uh, this. Hope you have a a better day today than at the end of one of your hits that you had yesterday.
2: Yeah, that uh, that was a tough go. And, uh, (laughs) hey. You never know. You never know when doom will strike.
0: <laughs> yes. The Legion of Doom with Frank Cerevali. <laughs>
2: thanks, Frank. Appreciate it, man. Okay,
1: thanks, Frank.